The information on this program is not intended to provide legal, accounting, tax, or investment advice and is not intended to constitute an offer to sell or service solicitation in connection with a product, security, or service. For a full disclosure, please refer to JustDon'tLoseTheMoney.com. Hi, this is Susan Warnick. Welcome to Just Don't Lose the Money with Sam Lang, John Conley, and Ryan Marston. For more than two decades, Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners and Just Don't Lose the Money Radio have been broadcasting here in Boston with a focus on helping you prepare for retirement, always following their guiding principles. Rule number one, just don't lose the money. And rule number two, don't forget about rule number one. And now, here are the guys on Just Don't Lose the Money. Thanks for joining us this weekend right here on Just Don't Lose the Money Radio. So glad you're with us. If you are serious about retirement planning, this show is for you. Got a great one for you today. Ten mistakes people make in retirement, even smart people. So stay with us on that. We're all smart. Uh, We consider ourselves average to above average in being smart. But we could be making some major mistakes when it comes to retirement planning. So stay with us. Sam, John, how are you guys? Welcome to the weekend. It's always great to be here. Mike, how you doing? All right. Doing well. Here it is, uh, middle of the year. John, I know that you have a busy schedule with uh, with all of your kids. Yeah, the kids are keeping us busy. We're in the uh, lacrosse season right now. Mm-hmm. So the kids are all in different tournaments all over the place. So I miss know. those days, Johnny. You know, we sometimes you, you wish they would end like the season <laughs> and then you hear other individuals say you know don't wish it away yeah, yeah. well that's me so we, uh, we enjoy it yeah, yeah i ran around all all up and down the east coast in the summertime with one of my kids doing the whole same thing the lacrosse you know the tournaments and then like just to your point i i can't wait for this thing to end but now they're older and i miss it you know yeah. so i mean we, me and cam were in the car the other day three hours driving down to long island and where else can you spend three and a half hours of your kid yeah, right. with your son and have undivided attention where they're not on their phone and you yep. just have a conversation. You know, Mike, it's interesting because we say this all the time. We're talking about helping people with their retirement, helping people with their money. But listen, at the end of the day, it's about making memories, John. Yeah, it's absolutely. About making memories. And the money stuff is just helps you make the memories, you know? Yeah. But it's all that's what retirement's all about, having added peace of mind, security, and, you know, enjoy your family. You know, and here's the beauty of this radio show uh, because John is in one stage of his life. Sam, and you are in another stage of your life. And with those two stages, you really encompass a lot of what, uh, you know, people are that are getting ready to retire or perhaps already are in retirement are going through or have gone into. Uh, so you guys have a great understanding of what they're going through so you can really help them uh, in that stage of their life. Yeah, Mike, not, not to mention that we see what our clients are going through, mm-hmm. but we also... My mother is 80, 80 years old. My father passed away at 85. So a lot of the things that our clients are going through, yep. we've already gone through with our parents exactly. as well, trying to protect assets from nursing homes. And the health things that we go through with our own parents help us with our clients. You know, part of the show today talking about the 10 mistakes that people make in retirement. And you would always think it's, well, I had it in the wrong place. The reality is, just like John said, you know, these things like, hey, Maybe I didn't plan for health care. Mm-hmm. I saved all this money. I thought I was going to be great. And then I got sick and I, you know, I went bankrupt three years later. So those little things that even, as you said earlier, even smart people sort of omit or just skip over. We're going to talk about that in this entire show and hopefully make a difference for people. Well, we appreciate you listening today to Just Don't Lose the Money Radio. Today, helping your money 
last longer in retirement. That's our goal. And they do it with the 365 retirement plan. And today they're going to give you a complimentary one hour consultation for your very own 365 retirement plan. Not going to want to miss it. So guys, uh, let's get into it. 10 mistakes people make in retirement, even smart people. So the first one here that you got on your list is claiming social security too early. That's a big question there for a lot of people. We see a lot of times people come in and they say to us, hey, I I turned 62. I'm going to grab it when I can because I've been reading how Social Security is going to run out or they're going to reduce my benefits. And sometimes they make mistakes because they're claiming it too early when they don't need it and they could have let it sit there and continue to grow and increase that payment by 8% a year. I mean, what are your thoughts on that, John? Yeah, I mean, you see people come in, Sam, and they say, oh, I'm 62. I want to start collecting that now. I That's my benefit, and I want it. I don't trust the government. I don't think it's going to be there down the road for me. So they're so quick to like want to maybe start taking that benefit, but they haven't walked through the process of what is the effect of taking it too soon. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, one of the things I think people just – you know, the news, right? It's all over the news. And just about six months ago, the Social Security Administration came out with a new study and the trustees said, hey, you know what? We might be in trouble come, I think it was 2035. For a while, they said it was 2034. So they've kicked the can down the road for another year. But Social Security, for a lot of people listening, may not realize it's been around for a long time. In fact, it was uh, started in August of 1935. But life was different back then, right, Mike? You know, oh, people didn't live as long as, yeah, they didn't live as long as people live now. There was a lot more people working, putting mm-hmm. money into the system and for every one person leaving. Well, today that's a, that's been cut way down. Yeah, it's upside down. It's upside down. So it's not like, you know, they're trying to cheat us. It's just the IOU is getting bigger and bigger. So people just sometimes are very quick to take their benefit when they don't need it mm-hmm. and they take it early. And it's probably not the best thing to do. And Social Security has gotten on to this too, saying like they, they've already taken away the file and suspend exactly. that husband and wife can do. So they understand that there's a problem down the road. So they started adjusting what individuals can do with their Social Security to, to prolong that, that problem that's down the road. So did you take Social Security too early? Are you thinking about taking it? Right now. Well, that's a good question. And Sam, John, Ryan, and the team at Rubino and Langwell Partners, they can certainly help you out with those uh, tough questions so you don't make a mistake. Their number is 617-440-9365, or you can always go online at 365retirement.com. Talking about 10 mistakes people make in retirement, even smart people. Number one was claiming Social Security too early, and it dovetails into the second mistake that a lot of people make is continuing to work after getting Social Security. Guys, what's wrong with that? We're just, that's more money coming in. Well, the example that we used earlier, I'm 62, I'm due this benefit, I'm going to grab it, but I'm still working full time. So that actually can actually really hurt you. There's something called the provisional income, John and I, we talk about it all the time with our clients, but a lot of people say, well, what is that? Provisional income is the formula that we use or the government uses to see if your Social Security benefits, which should be actually income tax free if it's going to be taxable or not. So let's just use an example. Let's say you're 60-something years old, you started collecting Social Security, and it's $30,000 a year. But you have a, maybe a part-time job. Maybe you're making you know $30,000 a year on your own. So that now provisional income comes into play. You take that 30 that you're making, going to work every day, 
and then you take 50% of your social security benefit. So 50% of 30 would be 15. You add those two numbers together, it's Mm $45,000. Well, it doesn't sound like a lot, but that's $1,000 over the threshold for a married couple filing jointly. And what that would actually do, it would make that $30,000 social security benefit, which should be completely tax-free, it would now make 85% of that number taxable. Wow. So when you don't need, yeah, if you think, oh, it's like, it's like free money. Well, it mm-hmm. is and it isn't. It's money that you're getting. Now you're paying taxes on it. You're probably turning it around. And how often do we see this, John? Yeah. Put it in the bank and you know earning nothing. When you could have just left it alone, and that benefit you would be getting now is going to increase by 8% a year, all the way up to age 70. So part of the problem, this sort of little mistake that a lot of times people often make is they don't take into consideration in the full picture, in the big picture. I'm working, I want what's coming to me, but they don't test to make sure that it's the right time or not wrong time to take it. And that's part of our process. Yeah, part of that process as well is let's say you do need some income, Sam, and that individual wants to turn on Social Security because they need that income. We take taxation into consideration. You just talked about the provisional income and so forth. We'll look and talk about where we think interest rates or tax brackets are going to be down the road. It might make sense for an individual to maybe make withdrawals from their IRAs at a lower tax bracket today versus maybe five, 10 years down the road, which will allow the individual to hold off on Social Security and allow that Social Security benefit to grow by 8%. Yeah, I like that perfectly. And this is where we can really come in and help people. And we talk about this every single Sunday, talking about a complimentary one-on-one consultation, how we can actually sit down with somebody, John, listen to all of their goals and concerns, and maybe just you know listen to what they think they should do, and then come back to, and hey, you know, you were gonna take Social Security, maybe this is not the best time, because this is why. And that is an opportunity for people to come in and see us and really get a written retirement plan. You know, that's interesting because find out where we are now in our retirement because we can be heading down the wrong road and not even knowing it, which is what we're talking about today, 10 mistakes people make in retirement. Number three here on the list is being way too conservative with our investments. I mean, I know that we need to maybe taper down as we get older, but how do we know if we're being too conservative or if we're not being aggressive enough? I mean, just the other day we saw a woman, she's actually not retired. She's she's maybe eight to 10 years away from retirement. So she switched jobs maybe three years ago and she had about $620,000 in a 401k when she made the switch. So she came in and she said, you know, I, I feel like the, the bottom's gonna fall out. It's, we've been on a run and my parents tell me that all the stories about when they lost a bunch of money. So I'm really petrified and I have all my money in this 401k. Well, actually not all of it, but like 90% of it sitting in a money market. So think about that. She's had 500 and something thousand dollars sitting in a money market for three years when in fact the market's been doing quite well. Yeah. So that's probably an example of being overcautious and not necessarily just making doing the right thing, but you made decisions out of emotions and you look back and that could really hurt you because we got to put into consideration, John, as we always talk about in our plans, inflation, taxes, which means you need your money to grow. Exactly. And some people might become too conservative way too early because they're unaware of where they are. I, I can't stress enough about having a plan. So if you think you're okay, you may move more money into bonds or fixed income type instruments and not take advantage of the future growth 
and you might not be earning enough to get to where you want to get to. So understanding and having a plan in place and working that plan gives us the idea of when you should become more right. conservative at the right time, yeah. not too soon. Just the other day, we were having this conversation, John, you and I, right? and and it really hit home how we actually do a good job for people because this woman came in. She was a CFO of a company. Numbers are her thing. And we were the third place that she came to, right? And, and she came back and actually decided to work with us because the plan that we gave her, our 365 retirement plan, took all of those things into consideration, taxes, inflation. And what was she saying to you when she left that second meeting? Well, we, we did a very detailed plan for her, and I went through it with her in a very thorough way. But she's an intelligent person. They've done a great job in saving money. But, you know, when they're walking around or going to different advisors to shop around, so to say, she found that our plan was the most thorough, that we took taxes into consideration, inflation, and you have to have those details. That's the big picture. Yeah. You need to, you need to look at everything sort of under a microscope and test to see if it's going to work. And, and that's one of the reasons why sometimes people become way too conservative too early and it's actually going to backfire and and hurt them in the long run. Yeah. Well, you know, Sam, you mentioned uh, that particular uh, woman who had that pretty big amount of money in that account and it wasn't really doing much with her. So she really missed uh, the boat big time with the market the way it's been. But the flip side of that is mistake number four, and that is being way too aggressive with our investments. Again, here comes the balance. You know, how do we know what that balance is without coming to see you guys? So when I sit down with people, Mike, you know, part of my process is I show them what they have. And part of that showing them is going through with them a Morningstar analysis and some other investment tools that we use. But we'll show them what their standard deviation is. What standard deviation is is really is the measure of risk that you're taking with your portfolio. Oftentimes people say, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think I'm a moderate, aggressive investor. <laughs> I hear that a lot. <laughs> I'm kind of between moderate, yeah. but not ag- aggressive, so I'm kind of in between. Mm-hmm. And then we, we look at all the positions, we go through the, the analysis with them, and we show them that, no, you're, you're aggressive. Wow. And sometimes it's the light goes off, they're surprised by it. Sometimes it's just by not rebalancing their portfolio over time. Then when we go through with them is we show them like different alphas and betas. And that tells us, are you being rewarded for that risk? I don't mind taking risk if I'm going to get rewarded for it. But I don't want to take on too much risk that I don't need. Precisely. And I don't want to take on risk and not get the reward that I should get. John and Ryan, uh, my other partner, Ryan Marston, they do a fantastic job when it comes to this. And if you think about it, a lot of times people don't, John, they've never gone through a process like this, right? So they say, you know, hey, you know, I'm a little bit older, so I should be a little bit more conservative, or I'm a little bit younger, I should be a little bit more aggressive. But how many times have we actually seen somebody that, like just the other day, we saw some folks that came in, they had very strong pensions. Both of them actually worked for a company that provided a pension. Pretty unusual these days. And they had Social Security, you know, full retirement age, Social Security of about $5,000 a month. Their pensions combined were about $10,000 a month. So they're going to get 15 grand a month, no matter what, for as long as they're alive. But they only needed half of that. They needed like seven grand a month. And yet they were so aggressive with their investments. And they came in to see us because they said, hey, you know, I'm really ticked off and I'm worried because last quarter I lost, you know, six figures in my 401k plan. And you were quick, very quick to point out to them, John, well, what are you doing this for? 
because that's kind of what they thought they were supposed to do because their neighbor did it and their brother-in-law did it. But the reality is in their particular unique situation, that's the furthest thing from what they needed to do. So yeah, they don't need to take on that type of risk. They should be proud of themselves that they, you know, they got a strong, healthy income through pensions and so forth. But on top of that, you should be happy that you've kind of graduated, so to say, that you don't need that type of risk. You don't need the returns that the market, like big returns from the market. Exactly. So you can become more conservative, more moderate, so to say, which helps with the predictability and the probability of success in your retirement. We know it's confusing for you, and uh, that's why the guys are here. Moderately conservative, conservative, too aggressive. We don't understand what that means. The guys do, and that's why we <laughs> that's why we get confused. That's why we come to them <laughs> for help. Um, Ten mistakes people make in retirement is what we're talking about today. Uh, number five here on the list, and we're going to continue the other five uh, on the second half of the show here, is overexposure to one stock or asset class. Is that going back to being too conservative and too aggressive? What does that mean for us? Well, overexposure to one stock, you know, I can use my father as an example. He worked for the same company for 47 years. He he passed away a year and a half ago. But, you know, his, his biggest risk was he worked for that one company forever. Mm-hmm. And he just constantly bought that company stock to his 401k. It worked out for him. But his biggest risk is working for that company. If all of a sudden, like, the company has some problems like Enron, WorldCom, and he lost his job or the company had problems, all of a sudden the 401k stock or the value of the stock will go down. He doesn't have a job. He's overexposed in that one company. You know, he was lucky. He was lucky. You don't want to be lucky in retirement, but he was lucky. And, And that happens a lot of times, Mike. You see people, just to John's point, they work for the same company. Maybe today, maybe less, but yeah. mm-hmm. I go back when we first started the business almost 30 years ago, we had a really great guy. He was the president of Polaroid Retirees Association. So we did a good job for him. He brought in a bunch of clients for us. And there's a perfect example of a company that did really, really well. Back in the day, there was, you know, they own that Polaroid. They own that camera space, instant camera, instant pictures. But guess what happened on Polaroid? Yeah. And we, we have so many people that we've worked through, great people over the last, you know, 25 years that have really gotten bit because they were just want not diversified, mm-hmm. overexposed in one stock and one asset class. So that's, that's a problem. You should be aware of that. And that's why we are able to sit down with people and sort of point those things out to them. And that's why I said we offer everyone a chance to give us a call for the 365 retirement plan. Come in and sit down with us. If you're unsure of where you are or you need some type of confirmation that you're on the right path, give us a call at 617-440-9365. And we'll be happy to sit down with you and give you our time. And that 365 retirement plan, that written retirement plan really addresses the four pillars of any solid and good retirement. Pillar one is growth. Pillar two is income. Pillar three is taxes. And pillar four is your family, of course. So if you don't have that and you just have maybe focused on growth and only only growth and making more more money, well, when you come to retirement, you're going to need income. So we want to make sure that you have that taken care of. Maybe you're in retirement and you've thought about family. We want to make sure that you take good care of your family and have a plan in place. And taxes, of course, will never go away. So we want to help you address all of those things. Bottom line, helping you make your money last longer in retirement. Coming up next, the next five 
mistakes that people make in retirement. We're going to talk about guaranteed income. A lot of people make a big mistake about not having it. Also failing to take RMDs and long-term care. You know, it, it's it's funny because we work hard our entire lives and we, we're in this mindset of, of saving, saving, saving. And John, you probably see this a lot too when people come to see you guys for that one hour uh, complimentary 365 retirement consultation. You know, we're working, 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 saving, saving, saving. But when it comes time to retire and, and actually withdraw that money, start taking income from that money, we get confused. I mean, how do we do that? So which brings us yeah. to number six, not knowing how much to withdraw. Yeah, we go through 30, 40 years of working in our lifetime and we're constantly trying to accumulate money. We're, mm-hmm. we're putting money away, we're saving, we're saving. And then all of a sudden, as you get closer to the retirement years, you have no idea what's the extraction or the distribution. So all of a sudden, you go from accumulating to distribution. You, you go from doing one thing to completely doing the, the complete opposite. Which is a different mindset. Exactly. So when we're accumulating assets, it depends on... Where are you on this path of retirement? Are you 40 years old, 50 or 60? You have a different type of mindset. Mm-hmm. When you're 40, you're aggressive. When you're 50, you're still aggressive, but you, you might have kids in college and so forth. And at 60, you're kind of saying, I'm coming down that home stretch. I don't want to make any mistakes. But now all of a sudden we're retired and it's, how am I going to get money out of this? You know, one of the problems we see, Mike, is that there are so many of these rules of thumbs, Right. And many people we talk with have heard of that 4% withdrawal rate. Oh, yeah, somebody said way back when, you know, you have a diversified portfolio and you can safely withdraw 4% Mm -hmm. and you'll be fine forever and ever and ever. Listen, that could very well be true, but part of it we can't control has to do with timing, right? So it's amazing that, in fact, I was reading a recent study by New York Life the other day, more than three quarters of Americans today over the age of 40 have no idea how much or how much they can safely withdraw from their savings. Wow. And to John's point, you're doing now completely something very different. You have to have a different mindset. So you just need to understand, hey, that's fine. I've done a good job saving all this money, but how much can I actually withdraw? I don't want to just use a number and stick to that every single year and not sort of pay attention to my principal. Can I do that? Can I do that for 10 years? Can I do that for 30 years? And that's where the danger comes, not knowing how much you can withdraw safely. The number one concern that most people who come into our office, the concern is, I don't want to run out of money. I don't want to run out of money. So, well, this might say differently, like, do I have enough? Do I have enough time? to retire? Do I, I don't want to run out of money. And the only way you can be sure or have a, a good understanding is having a plan. How much money do you need? Have you sat down and looked at what your projected expenses are in your retirement years? Let's say it's $40,000 a year today. What's that going to be 10, 15 years with inflation? Right. And we assume we'll be in a higher tax bracket in 10, 15 years. And many times people want that $40,000, but they're not considering that, hey, it's coming out of a 401k plan. They look at it as a net, but they don't look at how much they have to take out gross. Right, exactly. Off a gross number to get that net number. That's why we mathematically test every... 365 retirement plan, John. When people come in and we actually have that opportunity to deliver to them, hey, this is what your future is going to look like. We don't just say it and say, hey, you, you know, we think you'll be okay. We actually mathematically test to make sure that you'll have that income. And to John's point, if it's $40,000 a year, well, it's a little bit more next year and it's a lot more 10 years from now or 20 years from now. What does that look like 
to your nest egg and is it going to last? And when we can show somebody, hey, you know what? You'll be just okay. Even if you live to age 95 or 100, you can see it on their face. You can see the that shoulder actually going down a little bit. And that's, you know, that's really rewarding for us. You, you want to enter into the retirement world with confidence and not with your fingers crossed saying, I hope there's not a market correction as I enter retirement. Yeah. You want to feel confident that you have a distribution plan. You know where your immediate income is going to come from. And you have different buckets of investments for different sources of, of needs down the road. So many variables when it comes to retirement planning. The name of the show today or the theme of the show today is 10 mistakes people make in retirement, even smart people. I mean, we all think we're smart, but all these little things that uh, that Sam and John are talking about, have you checked those off your list? Well, they do this every day. And, and here's where it comes down to the bottom line is they do this every day. They help people retire. They see all the mistakes that we could be making and perhaps not even know it. That's why they do what they do. And that's why they educate us here on Just Don't Lose the Money Radio every Sunday. And if you would like to sit down with the guys, again, now's a great opportunity for you to do that, to get your very own one-hour complimentary 365 retirement plan consultation. I bet I've, I've been sitting here myself saying, hey, you know what? I wonder how my situation fits into what they're talking about. And that's exactly what you can do with that one-hour consultation. 617-440-9365. Again, that's 617-440-9365. And on their website at 365retirement.com. Again, that's 365retirement.com. Let's move on here with uh, 10 mistakes. Number seven. And this is probably one that a lot of people don't consider is not having a guaranteed income stream. Mike, this is a big one. You know, we see this a lot. And if you are not fortunate enough, maybe like your next door neighbor, my next door neighbor is a firefighter. He has a pension. One of my closest friends works for the MWRA. He has a pension. If you're not lucky enough to have your own pension, this is a big one. You might want to think about creating your own stream of income that's going to pay your bills. You can't just say, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. I can take out four or 5% and I'll be fine. I mean, we love the sort of whole sort of vision of having buckets of money. You know, one bucket is to grow your money. One bucket is like maybe a bank account for liquidity. And certainly we need a bucket designed to give you that guaranteed income stream. So can you imagine going into retirement, knowing that you're going to need $80,000 a year, but all you have is social security for $30,000 a year. So now you, you need to withdraw from your savings 50 grand a year. And do you really want to worry, hey, how's this perform? How's that account doing so I can take out my 50 grand? Wouldn't it be just easier if you just created an income plan, like having a old, good old fashioned pension that gave you the $50,000? Certainly, I think I'd feel a lot better going to the beach and digging my toes in the sand, not worrying about that <laughs> each and every day. So yeah, that's to your point, Mike. Number seven, not having a guaranteed income source. Back in the day, that three-legged stool that, John, you and I talk yeah. about all the time, people had pensions, they had Social Security, and if they needed a little bit more, they took a little bit from their savings. Well, today, that's entirely different. So we have to make up that extra leg that people don't have, which is that pension leg. Yeah, you look around, you know, people in the car today, you, you look at your friends, and they have a pension, they seem to have less worries and you have to create that guarantee stream of income and to rule out that bucket and not have a plan for it just seems to be short-minded yeah. and so to say that you, you have to figure out where that income is going to come from. Just like you said earlier, John, people have been working 30, 40 years saving money. So their mindset's accumulation. 
For somebody to say, hey, we still want to grow money, but maybe slow down a little bit, take a little bit of that money, set it aside, or what we call set it and forget it, and have that become your income source. Yeah. That's tough to swallow, right? Let's move on to the eighth one here. And this is uh, something that a lot of people may not know about, but at 70 and a half, something special happens, but a lot of people forget and they fail to take their RMDs. Talk to us about that and why it's so important. Well, you got to take required minimum distributions from your IRAs, 401ks, because the government's been nice enough to let you grow this money tax deferred. <laughs> I saw your face free. there when you said nice right. enough. <laughs> they didn't forget. And they want their taxes. They want you to start making withdrawals from these accounts so they can start taxing you on those withdrawals. Yeah, very important. And you can't forget that because you go down to downtown Boston, you forgot to feed your parking meter. You come out, you got a parking ticket, it's 25 bucks, right? No big deal, you pay it, off you go. Well, if you forget to take out your RMDs, believe it or not, the penalty is actually 50%, 50% of what you were supposed to take out. So if your RMD was $10,000, your penalty is $5,000. Wow. A lot of times people say, well, that's not fair. You're right, I totally agree with you, but it's the law. Yeah. So it's 70 and a half, let me say this nice and slow, and John, we say RMDs like it, like we're eating, you know, cornflakes for breakfast. But a lot of times, people don't know what, what RMDs are. Required minimum distributions that go to traditional IRAs, four hundred one ks, four fifty seven plans, deferred compensation plans, four hundred three b plans. All those things that have been tax deferred. That magic number right now is seventy and a half. If you forget to take it out, penalties fifty percent. The only sort of saving grace there is we have opportunities to help people plan so you don't have to take out the money. We do a tremendous amount of Roth conversions for people. Yep. That's number one. If it makes some sense, that's something that we can sort of show you why it might make some sense. The second thing is uh, very recently the SECURE Act. The SECURE Act stands for the Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement Act of 2019. Mouthful. <laughs> but one of the provisions in there for changes that they're promoting is that they're going to change the age from 70 and a half to 72, and then actually maybe down the road to age 75. So there's some planning opportunities for people that have been fortunate enough to save a good amount of money. You don't really need it. And there's some tax planning for people that we can help you take advantage of to make sure that, number one, you take out your RMDs when you're supposed to, but maybe we can have a strategy in there that you can leave the money to grow a little bit more tax-free or tax-deferred. Yeah, not only just taking the required minimum distribution, Sam, you know, people make mistakes of where they're taking it from. So if you have multiple IRAs, you can take your required minimum distribution all from one IRA. You just tally up what you're supposed to take, and you can take it from one. The issue is if you have a 401k and you're not working at that employer anymore, you have to take the RMD from that account. You can't pull it from another account. That's exactly so right. So oftentimes people, when they leave their employer, they leave an old 401k behind. Let's say you don't want to take a distribution from that account from your required minimum distribution. Maybe that portfolio is doing very well, but you're going to be forced to take it out of there. You don't have that option of saying, I'll take it from another account. Yeah, I'll take it from a bank CD IRA. So it's important not to kind of leave old 401ks around because you don't have the flexibility of picking and choosing where you're going to take the required minimum distribution from. And one other note on that, if you're working, you know, we sometimes find people that are beyond age 70 and a half and they're still working. They mm -hmm. really enjoy what they do. They might have a small 401k in, in their current employer and 
they realize that they don't have to take out the RMDs because they're still working on their 401k, but they neglect to take out the RMDs from the IRAs from their wow. previous employers. That's another sort of little way for you to get bit and end up paying a tremendous penalty. That's confusing. Guys, you mentioned uh, old 401ks from previous employers. Is there anything else that we need to know about that? These things are just uh, kind of out there and we don't know about them? Yeah. So, if, Mike, if you have an old 401k and let's say you're single or your spouse has already passed away or something, and the beneficiary of that 401k is your children, mm-hmm. and you pass away, your children now have to take that money out of the 401k and they pay taxes really? at ordinary income taxes. Oh, yeah. Whereas if it was in an IRA and you rolled it over to an IRA before you passed away or when you left your employer, when you stopped working, the kids now have an option of doing what we would call an inherited IRA. They can turn that 401k into their IRA and then they're required to take minimum distributions throughout their lifetime, pay taxes a little over time Mm -hmm. rather than pay all the taxes up front. Exactly. So that's a little bit of an enhancement or a little trick that you need to know because Uncle Sam would love it if you passed away and your kids had to pay the taxes. You know, it's amazing how many times we actually sit with people that have become clients and decide to work with us. And they say, you know what? We've been to uh, multiple places. We decided on you because you understand the big picture. Yeah. And you bring value to our situation. It's not just about growing the money. It's about sort of all of those things. Again, the four pillars of retirement, growth, income, taxes, and family. We take all of those things into consideration. Yeah, it's about fit too. You know, you got to like the people. You got to love the people that you work with. And a lot of times I've seen this before where your clients, uh, you know, you guys are like family. Uh, I mean, the relationships uh, just go far above and beyond uh, the money side of things in retirement. So if you have questions about your RMDs, we've spent a little bit of extra time on required minimum distributions because it is important. If you have questions, 617-440-9365 or you can go to 365retirement.com, get your one-hour consultation. And they can answer all these questions for you and get that 365 written retirement plan. So number nine here on the list of 10 mistakes people make in retirement is not updating your investment strategy. Talk to us about that because I haven't looked at my 401k in 10 years. Is that okay? Or do I need to look at it uh, more often? You have to look at it more often, Mike. Uh, What happens that I see a lot of individuals, they have a 401k, IRAs, brokerage account, whatever it is. Over time, they start off, let's just use an example of 70% equities, 30% bonds. And as the market has grown over the past 10 years or so, that balance without reallocating or balancing out their portfolio, that 70-30 mix now became 80-20, 85-15. So all of a sudden, we're out of whack, so to say, okay? So what we want to do is make sure that we rebalance our portfolio every year and you sit down with the individual to rebalance it. And I think in this economy, in this time that we have, I think it's crucial to work with a financial advisor who's committed to listening to you, understanding what your situation is and helping you work your plan. Having a retirement plan and putting it in place is one thing, but then following that plan on a yearly, quarterly, semi-annual basis allows us not to get too far off track, keeps us on track. You know, our 365 retirement plan, we have five stages, and the last stage is monitoring and review. Just to John's point, hey, putting it in place and have one's great, but you wouldn't buy a car and never change your oil, you know? So it's making (laughs) sure that 
you review your, in this case, your investment strategy. Very, very important. So you got to have somebody that is constantly keeping an eye on your retirement situation. And that's what Sam, John, Ryan, and the team do at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. Uh, moving on to the last one here, number 10 on the 10 mistakes people make in retirement, even smart people. Number 10 is neglecting to plan for long-term care or estate planning. Is that something that we put on the back burner? Yeah, you know, I'll get around to it one of those days, or one of these days. Statistics show that 70%, Mike, 70% of adults over 65 will need some form of long-term care. Wow. And that could be very costly. I look at my parents. My mom passed away three years ago. She was age 95. She never went into a nursing home, but we had some home health care for her for about Mm -hmm. three months. And that was at about $8,000 a month, you know? Mm. But you blinked an eye and you spent 24000 bucks. So it can be very costly. And that's one of the things that we want to sort of encourage people to think about, set aside, have a plan to make sure that you cover that in case that happens. Yeah, it could take a person who has the best plan, who's working from a position of power, I would say, and put them in a very precarious spot yeah. where all of a sudden all that smart planning that you've done can become fruitless by a nursing home stay. It makes you very vulnerable at that point in time. And also to the point of estate planning. Estate planning is not just, oh, let me just update a will. Well, we have estate taxes in the state of Massachusetts to worry about. If you have an estate of over a million dollars, you know, it sounds like a big number, but they're talking about your house. They're talking about everything you own. So if you have a house, you have a 401k, you have some money in the bank, maybe a brokerage account, and you have an estate of one and a half million dollars, well, that you're now $500,000 over the allowable limit. You die. You don't have the right estate planning documents. It brings you back to dollar one, and you have to pay a tax. You know, in this case, maybe give or take about fifty grand, hmm. which is a lot of money. Yeah. So we encourage people to have, again, the four pillars. Pillar one, growth. Pillar two, income. Pillar three, taxes. And pillar four, family, which is about long-term care and estate planning. So complicated. You guys have just uh, given us 10 mistakes that uh, people make in retirement. You guys do this every day. So you see this as an easy fix. But for us, we're listening to this and we're thinking, wow, how am I on my road to retirement right now? It's, it's, it's scary. It's concerning for a lot of people. The good news is, is that with the 365 retirement plan, Sam, John, Ryan, and the team at Rubino and Langwolf Partners, they check off all those boxes for you. So you don't have to worry about it. And today, they can sit down with you as well for a one-hour complimentary retirement plan consultation. It's very easy. Just call 617-440-9365. Again, 617-440-9365 and at 365retirement.com, 365retirement.com. Very easy, about an hour of your time for all of their experience to help you in retirement. Guys, it seems like a, like a very easy trade there and a very uh, enlightening one too, because it's going to empower us in our retirements. That's the whole idea, helping you to and through retirement and have that added peace of mind. Great show, guys. John, thank you. It's Ra- my pleasure. Yeah, Michael, thank you for being here with us. And to those of you listening, thank you for joining us. I'm Sam Lang and join us next week for more great information right here on Just Don't Lose the Money Radio.